everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable, the podcast where we answer your veterinary-related questions while having some fun along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review on your podcast provider of choice, and if you have any feedback to offer to improve the Veterinary Roundtable, let us know. So, I don't know for those watching, um, it's a little janky today. We are moving studios we're relocating and uh it's gonna be great it's positive however <laughs> there are also other things moving within the clinic and we have a small gym have a small gym it's good for our mental and physical health here um for the two people that use it but <laughs> <laughs> it's in the way and we're also holding these microphones which is a workout in and of pounds. itself yes <laughs> it's really heavy really getting our workout in today <laughs> i know after this podcast, we're going to do some weightlifting. So Harrison's going to have to edit a lot if our voice is going in and out because mm-hmm. our arms get tired. <laughs> or they start to hey. shake. She's holding <laughs> both arms. You're holding with both hands. I got to save, <laughs> save my strength. I guess I should just do one then. Okay. Well, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> okay. Let's hammer home. <laughs> <laughs> we have no hammer. We can no use hammer. this. And then... Yeah, this looks like a hammer. Harrison would like it if we use. If we start banging the mics on everything. <laughs> okay, give us reviews, people. We only Did have we get two. two. We got two. We got two. Okay, that's what I thought. Hey, that's not. That's better than not, that that's last episode. Nothing. We had none. We need to update. Oh. For all those who didn't hear that, which is everyone, um, someone left a review that said they loved our cocktail episode, which was around Christmas time, right? Yes. So go and watch that episode. Maybe we'll make more drinky drinks. Did you see it? No, but I knew I heard about it. Yeah. That was really fun. Discussing. We need to do it again. We just do it for fun. It was great. Just do a different theme. I also saw a trend that was like party, but bring your own platter of whatever. Mm. So you could pick a color and you brought a color Ooh. of something or people brought like donuts and then Taco Bell and like <laughs> oh, just yeah. random stuff. Yeah. So cool. Party yeah. things. Ideas. Ideas. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we have a special guest. <laughs> Her name is Dr. Lauren Schmoke. Schmokey for sure. <laughs> She's here today um, in place of Emily King. And so, yeah, our biggest thing is we're trying to get to a hundred 100. Yes, 100, 100 reviews. reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we're going to make Devin do something. Would you like to hear our ideas? If we get to 100? Yeah. And, okay. When our, we get to 100. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. when we get to 100. We have yeah. a couple ideas. One of the ideas that was thrown out was a milk mile. Okay. I, so you drink milk. I don't know, but it's one that we keep mentioning, so I'm going to say it again. <laughs> That's just, you drink yeah. milk, and then you yeah. run, and pretty much like you are prone to vomit. <laughs> um, and then the other one is King came up with this one last time and I really like it we just smear food all over her oh um, and then dogs come and just lick it all off yeah. her we lay her on the ground and all the dogs just come and have a party have yeah. a buffet on Devin someone, someone suggested I try all the canned food oh yeah oh yeah that was a good one oh. I like that one too yeah <clears throat> I mean we're averaging two reviews in the last like six weeks so it's gonna so be a while so I think years. you're 2025 <laughs> I, I think you're sitting pretty wow. I think it'll be all right yes <laughs> okay everyone else want to or everyone want to introduce themselves sure How are you doing I'm Devin and I'm doing swell oh nice swell Swell. okay Good. do you want to reintroduce yourself Sure. And say something about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I am Lauren Schmoke. I've been at All Star for two and a half years and I've been on the podcast a few times, so it's always fun. I feel like this is like Dr. King's not here, so it's, I don't know, there's no rules. We can say whatever. 
Yeah. Boss lady's like gone. <laughs> We're unsupervised. <laughs> Mom's not here. <laughs> um, I'm Courtney. Oh, we should all say how long we've been at the clinic. That's a good idea. Okay. I've been here for seven years, almost eight this April. And I'm doing fantastic today. Wow. Okay. That's because you got new hair. I got my hair done. If you're watching it, I got my all them were already doing my nail. Oh, wow. Look good. Feel good. I'm a new person. Yes. I will be here two years in May. Nice. That's crazy. I am Dr. Ashlyn Duckwall. And I started in, oh my gosh, it'll be five years this year. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Half a decade. <laughs> it's a whole hand. High five. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Oh, I'm doing great. Great. Doing great. Great. Yeah. Good. Good. I just ate pasta though for lunch. So ask me in two hours. It's okay. going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> Food coma. I had pasta too. Ooh, what'd you have? What kind? It was like Thai rice noodles. Oh, mm-hmm. I had just Alfredo chicken Alfredo. We always eat You don't like Alfredo. chicken Alfredo. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Okay, this is a new section, it looks like. So yeah. so let's see how this goes. Affirmation? Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is new. Yeah, we have not done this. No. Give each other a Don't few affirmations. This, I'm just yeah. That's true. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I did do it unintentionally a couple episodes ago. She's like, let's do affirmation. Yeah. And guess love what? It. We were all we really happy. I love so. it. Women uplifting other women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first? I'm giving one of you an affirmation. I think I you like give should, everyone an affirmation. I say, oh. I say we give ourselves an affirmation and then give everyone else an affirmation. Okay. okay. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Okay. You I need a first. second to oh, think. Me? Yeah. No, I'm not going to. I know. There's okay. a lot of pressure on the spot. Okay. I'll what? go first because okay, I have a surprise. Oh, oh boy. It'll take the place of the bag, the surprise okay. bag that we forgot this year. This year? <clears throat> what? Or this <laughs> podcast. Today. I'm sorry. Today. <laughs> it's called Ode to My Colleagues. <laughs> oh, this is a poem. Kind of. <laughs> Did you write it? Yes. Okay. Oh, you had time for this. Oh no! It. I just thought of it when I woke up this morning. Oh. It just. just She's anyway. Thinking about us. Mm. She wakes up. To her. <laughs> oh Devin. Oh Devin. You're our little pop tart. You are so good at your job. You give it so much care and heart. Is that right? <laughs> okay, Doctor Seuss. Heart and heart. Oh yes. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Oh Courtney, or oh Courtney, you make your job so you make your job look so easy. You are the definition of hardworking, and I'm not just being cheesy. <laughs> oh Schmokey, oh Schmokey, you are so smart and sweet. I get to work with you daily, and that's really, really neat. <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing. That's There's really your affirmation. Wow, that's, that's really good. Thanks. I just started rhyming when I woke up, and yeah. I took. I you ran with do it. That every Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Ode to my colleagues by Ashlyn Duckwall. No, I didn't know I was included. (laughs) Give yourself an affirmation. You're a poet now? Yeah, I'm Yeah. Oh ducky, oh ducky. How did we get so lucky? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's perfect. I'll take that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Someone else is up. All right. I gotta follow that. Right. <laughs> Anybody? They're always just great. Like as a team, this kind of goes into our question that we have coming up later. But for those listening, if you didn't know this, this is all a team surrounding me. And they're just always awesome at being efficient and getting stuff done. And you're always like, zip, zap, zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and their clients love them. Um, and Courtney is the technician, obviously. Devin's assistant and Duckwell is a doctor. And they just work really well together. But this kind of comes back into play at the end where... 
just having that team consistently is so helpful because mm-hmm. you guys know your clients well and then you can kind of predict what's going to happen, what the recommendation is going to be. And it just mm-hmm. makes it so much of a better experience for owners when they see the same people we all agree. the time. That's sweet. You guys are rocking it. Thanks, Thanks. Loki. Wow. <laughs> Okay, give yourself so sweet. Oh boy. I am kind. I've been feeling good. I was just telling my husband, I feel like I'm at the point after being here for two and a half years, like I'm seeing clients back to back or mm-hmm. over again to where we're forming relationships yeah. and it's nice. You just form connections and I'm like feeling that a lot over the past couple months where they're just so appreciative and they know you and it's it makes it a lot better for everyone involved. So I'm feeling good. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Yay. Mine is not as long, but um Shoki, I think you're great at staying calm and you just always seem like you're so collected. Yeah. On the outside. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen you like display stress. Oh, thank you. She never seems frazzled. Yeah. Um Courtney, I think Duckwall said it beautifully. I was gonna say you're super hardworking. Thank you. You're super hard. <laughs> um, duck wall. What's up, girl? You're a poet now. <laughs> but I think you're Get really that caring, the and you're always like looking out for us, checking in, seeing how we're doing, and it means more than you know. Oh, thanks. Wow. <laughs> so we're just giving each other compliments. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my affirmation for myself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was Whoa. just gonna say that I've been growing up my natural nose <laughs> for two weeks, and I'm really proud of him. And they're like the longest and strongest. And I was going to say, are they strong? They, yeah. Are you putting stuff on it to mm. keep them strong? Like strengthening coat. Nice. Good but job. I'm proud. Good yeah. Job. Did you shape them too? I did. Dang, girl. Thanks. We're going to um. open our own nail salon. Courtney, <laughs> <laughs> the accent. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it always no comes out when she's talking about her nails. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, Courtney, you're up. Um, okay. Oh, my eyes are watering. Um... Duckwall, I think you're an amazing mom. It's oh, cool seeing you be a mom. Thank you. It's just like <laughs> you're just. It's cool seeing you be a mom because I knew you before you were a mom. Yeah, and then seeing you be a mom is really cool. Thanks. So I think you're a fantastic mom, Helen. Um, yeah, <laughs> De- Helen. <laughs> um, Devin, I think you're a fantastic cat mom. <laughs> thank you. That means a lot. You just like I don't know. It's cool. Like you. I mean. You just love your cat, and yeah. it's cool to see the relationship. Like, because when people think about cats, I feel like they don't think about like them being as like he's my child. Y- no, but, well, kind of. <laughs> I birthed him. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's like people think of like dogs as more of like yeah. the companionship because yeah. cats are usually more. Eh. Mm-hmm. But like he's like your little dog. He's yes, like a he dog is. cat. <laughs> my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think I'm gonna play off Devin's because you're very calm and collected, Thank and you. I feel. I mean, not that none of us are. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like the little like calm little bubble floating around the yeah. <laughs> like you just like make everyone feel better <laughs> thank you i appreciate that yeah you never you seem distressed oh it's your turn. Turn. yeah don't forget um yourself. the past couple weeks i think i've been a really good wife oh been very supportive nice and i've been my husband's rock yes. good this is, yeah he's had some family stuff so mm-hmm. nice i've been a, sure yeah i showed up and appreciates it yeah 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 he does Okay. Oh my god! Look at us! Oh, that was We're a glowing. good time. <laughs> oh, good job, Harrison. He makes our itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, case collections. So, it's your first time we talk about a case. Uh, that's something that's cool or interesting. Mm-hmm. So, wow. I'll do. I'll go first, just okay. because it's not mine. It's my coworker, Doctor Dudley's. But it was too cool not to share. 
Um, and she never is on here because she's busy. So, <laughs> um, okay. She just had a new patient yesterday. And it looked like it was like a lab, but it was newly adopted. And they just said that the dog was bothered by the ear and it would cry or yelp or something like that when they touched it. So basically thinking ear infection, our standard protocol is the um, assistant or tech, whoever goes in there will get the swabs and then look at them under the microscope, report to us, um, and then we evaluate with an exam. So this dog, I believe I saw it was four years old. Um so what was really weird is that Whitney, who performed the ear cytology for Dr. Dudley, was like, there's some weird cells on here. I don't know what these are. So then she called her over. And the weird thing was, is that it was actually fungus growth on the cell, which is super abnormal. So to put it in other terms, basically, it was like mold. We were looking at mold under the microscope. And it had all characteristics of fungus that you just you don't see fungus in the ear. It's mm -hmm. very, very, very rare. And so Dr. Dudley saw that and it was like repeated. She did another sample and everything. So she actually had to call a dermatologist and ask because we never see it. Yeah. I don't think she's ever seen. I don't know if anyone's ever seen it. And so they submitted it for a fungal culture to identify the the species and everything. But um, you have to get the animal started on oral antifungals like right away. And um, she said like the weird thing was the ear was not that red. It wasn't swollen. The material in there was like black, which it usually is not. Yeah. And like the dog wasn't super, super painful, just uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So it's just all super weird. That's crazy. How this happened. And yeah. So foreign body is on her list as to why mm -hmm. like something stuck in there. Did it migrate? Did it? I don't know. So it's just the one. Just the one. Yeah. yeah just one ear. Oh, it's just one ear. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and she couldn't see past like down to the eardrum, and so because it was just so gunky. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So weird. And we looked at it. She saved the slide so we could all learn from it. I was it, gonna. And it was I was just, gonna ask if we had the slides. Yeah, so I'd cool. like to look at it. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So yeah. the spores hmm. are like little balls, and they're poking. No, they said the um, dermatologist cool. didn't say. Well, because you don't really have any good yeah. options. She did. I should say she did do the Triz Keto Ear Flush because it has ketoconazole in it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but then she'll do oral. I think she did fluconazole. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm glad she found huh. it. Yeah, you I know. Uncomfortable. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I guess the point of that. And she had mentioned it, too, is this is why we do ear cytologies is mm -hmm. because you literally can't know what's in the ear and what's infecting it unless you look under the microscope. And it would have been completely missed because fungus and mold is not on our radar as. No. Yeah. That's yeah. the causes. last thing we would think of in an ear. Yeah. Crazy. And if the owners decline the cytology, you're like, OK, here's some ear and meds. That and then it could have yeah. gotten worse. Exactly. And it could have caused yeah. more issues and gotten into the middle ear, yeah. which then. Yeah. So it could have been a whole nother. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's we'll crazy. let you know how yeah. it responds. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? I can do mine real quick. Mine's okay. short. Okay. Um, so I had a seven-year-old um, female spade dog that came in for um, 
Well, I'll just say it up front. This is my dog. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even get around it. So (laughs) this is my dog. And you guys all know the crazy owners that freak out and want to do everything and Mm -hmm. panic. And I am that owner. So uh, (laughs) yes, it's so funny because I I x-rayed my whole dog when he just didn't eat a meal. One meal. (laughs) Yes, I can attest. I did the (laughs) (laughs) x-rays. Some vets here are like, oh, it'll be fine. Like Dr. King. But A lot of us are like, all oh of our gosh. medical knowledge goes out the yes. window when it comes to our own animals. We just we know resources. the worst case scenarios yes. yep. and it makes it tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so she was licking her paw and I'm like, she's never had allergies. This is weird. But my other dog was licking her paw. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? So I look between her toes and she had an infection, but she had like a marble size raised pink mass on her toe. And I immediately thought this is, you know, tumor, mass cell tumor. Mm-hmm. This is her whole toe is going to come off. <laughs> um, so I brought her in. We did a fine needle aspirate. I just take a little needle and poke it and send it out to the lab. And it just came back as inflammation. So it wasn't super helpful. Um, tough spot to really biopsy or do much, but I treated it with antibiotics for about two weeks and I'm working on my patients with treating her because I want to see her, you know, results right away and nothing was happening with it. So I ended up anesthetizing her and doing what we call an excisional biopsy to biopsy it, try to get all of it. I knew if it was cancer, I wasn't going to get margins just with the location that it was in, send it out. It came back as ringworm. (laughs) And I was just like, what in the world? I was not expecting that, (laughs) but it is a blessing because it wasn't cancerous. Um, A lot of our cancers on the toes are tough because you do have to take the whole toe, really. And in her case, that was a weight-bearing toe. So Mm -hmm. dogs have two digits on each paw that that support most of their weight. Mm -hmm. And that was one of hers, and I didn't want that for Mm -hmm. her or I, but... Um, it was ringworm and ugh, ringworm can look like anything. Yeah, which no is kidding. Frustrating. Yeah. It was it's crazy because I saw yeah. it and she was really painful too. Yes. When we touched it. scream when yeah. I would try to poke oh, it. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, ringworm can be flat. It can, it doesn't always have to be in a circle. It can be raised bumps. And mm-hmm. what we call this typically is a carry on. And the good thing about that is it's less infectious to other animals or people. So luckily no one in my house got it. Um, but it's kind of a dome around the infection that forms and mm. they can take months and months to go away, but I just took it off. So <laughs> it's I gone. excited that process. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I've never seen ringworm like that. And then Bailey had it too. Yeah. Amber's another girl that works here. Huh. Bailey had yeah. this, it presented the same exact way and I've never seen ringworm look. I didn't know it could yeah. look like that. Yeah. I had it's no idea. I didn't see looks it. like a mass. Oh. Yeah. It commonly will pop up around the nose when it looks yeah. like that, but I hadn't seen it on a foot before, but yep. Oh. Veterinarian dogs and vet text dogs and you know, anyone who works here. They get here, all the fun stuff. They get all the fun, interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. things. <laughs> it's all inevitable. For ringworm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anesthesia and everything. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know, I know a doctor, um, not at this clinic, but she amputated a toe because the but the carry on the growth was so nasty mm-hmm. and characteristic of something malignant. So they amputated because that was honestly the better scenario, and it did mm-hmm. come back ringworm. Yeah, that's wild yeah. to me that it can look that way. Yeah, it's but dogs crazy. do. I mean, they do fine if you have to amputate. Mm-hmm. It's just like you said, you don't want it for them. Right. So. Yeah. So my husband put a ban on me for surgery <laughs> for my dog for at least another year, but oh we'll God. get that dental done sometime. <laughs> 
Buckle up, everybody. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> I had a type note. Sorry. Oh, I just my have goodness. <laughs> okay. So this conveniently is a Dr. Smoke patient. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, is, was. Um, let's get started. So <laughs> last. <laughs> All right. Let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last summer, last June, we had a new client, new patient. Um, it was a one-year-old shepherd, shepherd golden retriever mix. Um, he presented for lethargy and non-weight bearing of his left hind limb. Um, the owner had let us know that the patient had been hit by a golf cart a week prior and that his left hind paw had been run over, um, creating a laceration on like the medial aspect of that paw. Um, they had a family member who worked in medicine and recommended suturing it. So the owner, um, using thread needle, sutured it um, or stitched it up, I guess, and applied neosporin and a bandage um, and then just left the bandage on because um, they didn't know any better to not change it every day. Um, but then at the clinic here, um, the paw was super swollen that you could see down to the tendon. Um, and he was obviously extremely painful. Um, so we initially planned on like debridement, bandaging, antibiotics, pain meds, et cetera, like this long process, um, which would be performed under sedation. And then the owner expressed some financial concerns. So we kind of had to discuss options. Um, we discussed care credit, which is just like a credit card um, and relinquishing the patient to All Star. So they decided to surrender him to us. Um, and then we took over his care. Proceeded with x-rays to rule out any fractures and found dislocation of his left hip and a possible acetabular fracture. Is that how you mm-hmm. pronounce it? Which is just like the pelvis hip? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Part of the joint. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried putting his hip back in place, but it wouldn't stay since it had been out of socket for like a week. Um, and then at that point, we were considering an FHO versus amputation of the limb and just decided on the amputation um, so we did some blood work, sent it out, including a acuplex, which is a tick and heartworm panel, uh, because the patient had been covered in ticks upon arrival. So we sent that out. Blood work came back relatively unremarkable, and his acuplex was negative, which is good. We did his amputation, and then the technician that had actually been working closest with him during his recovery and whatnot ended up taking him in. So he is now her dog. He's doing fantastic. Um, they did 12 weeks of therapy. And she says that he can, I mean, he's as mobile as her other dog with four legs. He's doing fantastic. And then we just reached out to blood work and his acuplex six months later because it can take um, four to six weeks for tick-borne diseases to pop up after exposure and six months for heartworm. And it came back negative. So oh, he is. Go, buddy. Yes. That was perfect. That Thanks. was a great summary. I, literally, I spent yeah. like an hour on this. <laughs> He is literally also one of the happiest dogs you'll ever meet in your life. We all and despite going through all that, like he is so yeah. happy. He probably stayed here for like two weeks and we would yeah. come on the weekend and hang out with him. Everybody grew very attached to him. Yes. So it's awesome that he got to stay in the all-star family. Yeah. 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 And I think cool it's important thing. to mention like relinquish. Relinquish. Mm. Relinquish. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> relinquish. Relinquish. Relinquizine. Linguizine? <laughs> yes, that. Doing that. Doing that. I'm not even going to try. It can be very difficult for yes. the owners. And so 
um, they actually were showing love to the dog yes, so that he yeah. could still get the care. For sure. Because, um, best interest. Yeah. Yeah. The alternative. It just shows how much they loved him. Yeah. Instead of taking him home. Yeah. Letting him be in pain. They wanted him to get the care that we could provide. Yeah. So. And found yeah. a good home. Yeah. 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 So it turns out well. Year old, so yeah. he has a full life ahead of him. Oh, he was also completely shaved when he came in. Yeah, yeah. He had a haircut. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that he has all of his hair back, like he, I mean, he looks yeah. like a shepherd. Really, oh, yeah. really? But he was like, just like a golden he shepherd, was completely really, yeah. shaved when he came in. They gave him a haircut. Yeah, I was on maternity leave, but I saw pictures and I feel like I, yeah, like I've heard about but him yeah. so much. So he has a full coat now and he's a handsome dude. He's awesome. I want to see updates. Yeah. Like, yeah. He comes to visit. So uh-huh. every time he comes on a him. Tuesday, oh, okay. I don't get to see him. Schedule <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> Yes, it's good. And it was, yeah, I said it was the hind limb. So yeah. he's able to support himself a little bit better with having both front limbs. Good. Yeah. Good yeah, outcome. he gets around so well. Mm-hmm. I think like mm-hmm. the week of his surgery, he was like up and running in the play yard. Yeah. Like he the didn't even, day. he acted yeah. like he never even had that leg. Yeah. Ever. Wow. He was, he's awesome. Dogs are resilient. He's blows probably my like, mind. my pain's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think if the hip wasn't out, you would have been able to save the leg? Or I guess there was the um, fracture I too. That was our goal before we took x-rays to just try our best with antibiotics and yeah. the changes and things to writing. But uh, once we took the x-rays and realized how bad it was out, yeah. we yeah. we tried to, Dr. Jones and I tried to get the hit back in under anesthesia even. Yeah. And because it had been out for a week, all of that like muscle and tendon contracted mm-hmm. and there was no way, like we could not get it back in. And she did the amputation that next day and it was a tough amputation just because everything around it so yeah. um i guess the point of that is if it is out you it's best to address it sooner yeah. rather yeah. than later mm-hmm. if you are going to try to salvage it but mm-hmm. there's a chance i don't know if it yeah. would have recovered but he was, had been non-weight bearing for that whole time so he had already adapted to using three legs yeah. anyway yeah. so by taking that pain away he was like yeah. i'm good i'm You're like a new man yeah. Thank you. that's awesome yeah. so it worked out yeah. And they can do fine on three yeah. legs. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Okay. Good stuff. <laughs> We're cooking. Let's get it started, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it started. I, <laughs> I just thought of that song, Black Eyed Peas. Uh-huh. Okay. Listener questions. This is a good one. So, buckle up. <laughs> Hi, guys. I love the pod and have been enjoying it a bunch. I do have a question. What do you guys think about a mid-level position in vet med? I know the AVMA recently said it wouldn't be a good idea and basically said no. I know some vets who agree it would be beneficial, and I know some who believe giving techs a wider scope and a protected title would be more beneficial. What do you guys think? I'm currently enrolled in a vet tech program, and I definitely believe the title should be RVN, Registered Vet Nurse, at Ethan Whitley Roll. One six two one. You forgot the dash. Dash. Sorry. <laughs> that is such a good question, mm-hmm. and it's definitely a very new topic. Still, I mean, I know the AVMA spoke on it in last January, but I think that's what the article said. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it's still very new. So, yeah. what you got back there? Oh, I I printed oh, okay. the article, said article <laughs> from the AVMA because I had heard mixed things as well. And so I wanted to kind of see the foot they were standing on as far as their defense of why or why not. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm curious to think what you guys' thoughts are first. Wait, so she's saying, I don't understand the mid-level position in vet yeah, med. Yeah, that's what, what I does that mean? It would about. be and like 
similar to like if you had a, a human nurse and then a nurse practitioner, is that kind yeah. of like a step up? Oh. Um, and I think a lot of it came from, stemmed from, there is a shortage in the vet field in general, but veterinarians especially and people not being able to get in same day or even next day for their pet and mm-hmm. just a shortage nationwide, especially with the pandemic and now there's more animals than ever. And so I think it was a thought that was thrown out there, but um, the AVMA has put a position statement out and you can Google it and see all their reasoning. And I, I do stand by or agree with a lot of what they're saying about it. And one of the points they brought up, which I think is a good point, is basically with that position, you're creating a brand new position and you're kind of taking responsibility and roles from the vet side mm-hmm. and then the vet tech side mm-hmm. and making a middleman. But if you think about it with a vet and a vet tech together working as a team, like there really should be no gaps yeah. to fill. So then it kind of there's a big gray mm-hmm. area of like, mm-hmm. what is their role? Who's liable? you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So mm-hmm. I did not know this was a thing. Yeah. That's yeah. not the way I interpreted it, but I like that. Hmm. I think my biggest like immediate reaction is it doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. our vet techs already or vet nurses, I agree. It should be nurses. Honestly, I like, I think that title fits more appropriately, but um, they don't get the credibility, the affirmation the financial support that they need in general now preach and so now you're trying to create this new position that's going to take away from that yeah but then there's such a fine i think one of their things was how do you even create that like how do you create the educational realm with it it's a whole new school system yes how do you test them for it yeah what do you add into the tech school to make it because like there's, I don't know, I mean, people aren't educated about these kind of things, but there's literally only five things that a vet can do legally yeah. that a technician can't do. So like yeah. you said, what do you take from that? Right. right. And then, uh, yeah, I don't, Yep. I don't know how much it would benefit. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just is too sticky. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I think they did mention in this article, I think um, the supporters of it, and I'm sure there's also small animal supporters, but it's a large animal community where it doesn't help the veterinarian or it doesn't make sense financially for their business or what have you to go see 30 different cows in different places in a day because they just can't do that. Um, So I think uh, the thought in the rural areas was, okay, what if, you know, you have someone who's trained to do pregnancy checks or, you know, just things like that where then the the veterinarian DVM could go treat the ill sicknesses or something that would make sense yeah that but then it's still like you can't even get enough people to come do those things in general how are you going to convince them and they mention it how are you going to convince them to come do that yeah. with yeah. just a new position i agree you know? and with large animal too like that is one area where there's a huge shortage you're not only worried about that cow like that patient that's a huge public health risk mm-hmm. to everyone you know that that cow's probably going to go into the food chain at some point. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of downward effects from a decision like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it, there would be so many challenges with adding that in. It just the AVMA was just not yeah. supportive yeah. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think retention of employees is already difficult as well. Yes. So, okay. again, you're trying to add in yet another branch of it that yeah. you're going to have trouble filling. Either you're going to fill that position because it's going to have some nice enticement to the title or the financial component, mm-hmm. but then you're going to lose 
a lot of capable veterinary nurses. So yeah, it's just a spiral. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I, I think technicians like I feel like that's already like an appropriate mid-level position. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a need for something in between that and a vet because like Courtney said, I mean, there's already only five things. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't see myself like on a I mean, like I don't I mean, I'm guessing like it'd be like a nurse practitioner. Where we would be able to prescribe medications, yeah. but I'm not running into like it, a whole bunch where I'm like, man, I just wish I could prescribe this animal meds right now. Mm-hmm. Like. It's not, I don't know, I don't feel a need for it personally and I'm in the field, yeah. so. I mean, yeah. sure, there are, like, situations where I'm like, we can guess what doctors yeah. are going to do. Right. We yeah. just need the okay, which it's not that yeah. many hoops to jump through, yeah. like, yeah. And I but, think, too, like, a big problem we hear about, not so much here at this clinic, but I've seen it before in other clinics, is people or clinics aren't using their vet techs to their full capacity. Yeah. And if everyone did that and everyone had... For example, here we have a one-to-one ratio of a doctor to tech, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of places have that ability. But if you did that and you use them to their full capacity, I don't even think this would be getting brought up. Yeah. I completely agree. That's so, a very good yep. statement. I yeah. totally, because I've heard like technicians who come and work here, friends that I have, they work at clinics. They're like, we don't even get to draw blood. We don't even get to vet. Yeah. Like they're not using, the doctors do it all. But then that's not using the doctor's time wisely because... Yeah. They could be doing things that we can't do. Yeah. 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 Right. So I don't think, like you said, they're not utilizing their skills the way they should be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked the statement that um, it's in the same article, but it's from the National Association of Veterinary Technicians in America. And so it's the board. And they stated that um, their recent survey shows a strong interest in title protection for credentialed veterinary technicians, optimizing engagement of veterinary technicians, and increasing wages and compensation as more immediate priorities mm-hmm. than creating this position. Yeah. And I just, I agree with it. I echo yeah. it. I think mm-hmm. that all of those things need to be addressed appropriately and at the utmost before even considering something different. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a great question, though. Yeah, it is a really I would love question. to hear like the thoughts behind the vets, the vet nurses, whoever in the industry who is in support of it. Like, I'm just truly curious of like yeah. what their thoughts that are. Has never crossed my mind. That just caught me by complete surprise. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I mean, I do understand with the pandemic how it just skyrocketed. There's just not a lot of. I don't know, availability. and I feel like there's already a shortage of veterinarians and I don't want that to take away from even more veterinarians. Like, oh, like I'll take one less step and I'll just be a practitioner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then how would they figure that out with school? Because you guys go through, obviously, years and years of schooling and I mean, there are accelerated programs for techs where it's only a year and a half. Yeah. So you need to find the middle ground. I don't really know how educationally too they would separate it. Like, how do you pick... Of everything that we learn, how do you pick what would be appropriate yeah. for the mid-level and not? Yeah. I just, yeah. Well, and the licensing, too. Like, if mm-hmm. the thing was, okay, techs or whatever can now prescribe meds, how do you, That yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, the credential that you have to have, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I read that um, for to prescribe, it would take an act of Congress, and all 50 states would have to agree. Oh, like, yeah. That's just never. Yeah. Like, I agree. never going to happen, because no. I think... Right now, there are nine states that don't even have anything about techs needing to be licensed, like in their practice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're not, we need to work on that first, yeah. you know, before <laughs> we're like jumping to another step. Yeah. But, yep. hmm. Great. How do you guys feel about 
RVN versus RVT. I'm all behind it. I like the way RVT sounds, <laughs> but when you say I'm a technician, they're like, oh, so you do nothing. <laughs> like, it's just, no, I it's not, the logic behind I it. mean, it's the same thing. They're not educated, but yeah. nurse sounds a hell of a lot more professional more and like, oh, you're a nurse. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think technician has the respect aspect. Yeah, I get that. I think it just fits your job description mm-hmm. better. Like, it's a more of a global, like, understand yeah, yeah exactly because everyone has a pretty good idea of what human nurses do and yeah you're the same thing just for animals yeah. so it's i think more for like the the lay people or the people outside of our industry i guess mm-hmm. to have a but then again it's like well we should we care what they think i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's about respect i think too yeah. so and consistency and doing hope mm-hmm. fascinating yeah good question good talk. Yeah, that's a great really question yeah. I like calling this the pod too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pod. I love the pod. <laughs> We're a so pod. Cool. <laughs> it just reminds pod. me of Love is Blind on Netflix, oh, yeah. how they meet in the pods. <laughs> I don't watch it. Oh, it's good. It's good. It is. Is it a show or a movie? It's a show. Hmm. It's like a social experiment. Interesting. But it, I'm sure it's edited. Yeah. Very much so. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Outro. You want to take us out, Schmokey? Oh, sure. <laughs> Lots of pressure. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. Remember, send in those questions and leave us a review if you enjoy this episode or a previous one. We'll see you in a few weeks for the next episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. In our new location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> TBD. <laughs>